Well, hello, friends. This is your host, Chef Minerva, and welcome to another episode of Overcoming the BS Project, recipes for the soul to help you turn that pain into purpose. And you know that I'm always looking and searching for creative strategies and tools to help you do just that. And I know that you might be asking yourself, well, where do I start and how do I do that? then I have great news for you, my friend, because on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to embrace change and be courageous. And for that, I have a very special guest today. Her name is Magda Vargas Battle. And Magda's ba uh, mission is to support purpose-driven leaders, employers, and HR teams in igniting, innovating, and fostering joyful, collaborative workplaces. Magda is a very successful businesswoman. As a matter of fact, she is an international speaker, well known as the corporate culture matchmaker. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> and she's also the founder of Magda Vargas Enterprises and creator of the perfect fit every time. Welcome, Magda. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm, I'm so excited. I'm super happy. Thank you very much for this invitation. Uh, well, how can I, I can I describe my, my joy this morning uh, to be part uh, of your conversation and, and really your inspiration to others, uh, women like us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Magda. How did you get here? How did you become a matchmaker, a corporate matchmaker? Yes. Well, so everything started uh, as soon as I got out of my college degree. I started working for a very well-known company, um, Kelly Temporary Services. So that was my first experience in the human resources field. From there, it's been, oh my God, a journey of knowledge, transformation, impacting so many people. So today, uh, I live in Miami. I'm born and raised in Puerto Rico. Nice. I'm a mother of two young girls. Well, actually, almost young adults, 24 and 17, and a wife. Uh, so super happy with where I am today. Oh, that is awesome. Now, tell me about this program, The Perfect Fit Every Time. What is that? Tell me all about it. So for the last 20 years, within the HR community, or let's say the HR industry, I've been very focused on working with psychometric tests, assessment, a lot of different names, but at the end, it's behavioral, predicting behaviors in our employees or candidates. So during these 20 years, I figured out that during that employee cycle, we can see a framework, a process on how we can engage, we can retain, we can attract the perfect fit in every stage of that life cycle of, uh, of our talents. So the perfect fit every time is my uh, signature system where I show my clients how during five different stages they can use assessment 
to maximize the talents, to discover new talent, new opportunities for uh, helping them grow, collaborate, and have at the end uh, a company more engaged, more uh, profitable, and a lot of happiness and productivity. Wow, that that's awesome. Yeah, and the name goes perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> so now, that's my- why... Be- I'm sorry to interrupt. The thing is that that's why I'm called the corporate culture matchmaker, matchmaker. because the idea is that we can match talents, skills, and values all the way from the day one that they are welcome to our companies. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, Magda, you know that it is my intention and it is my purpose to help our audience identify what are the blocks that are sabotaging them from manifesting their true greatness. That is absolutely my main focus here. And the three blocks that I normally focus on are the mental blocks, the spiritual blocks, and physical blocks. Now, from these three blocks, uh, with which one do you identify the most? Okay, so Minerva, definitely the mental blocks. Um, I can say that back in 2010, my husband decided that he wanted to move from Puerto Rico to United States. And for me and my family, it was an extremely excited adventure change we needed that in that moment as a family Uh, so we embraced the opportunity of moving the thing is that although i prepared my luggage my furniture everything was packed my mental state and my mindset was not so we moved to a very cloudy cold state And when I got there, um, really I felt so alone, Mm -hmm. so sad. Uh, I perceived that people wasn't open to have a conversation with me, that I was invisible. So for two years, I felt like Magda was not there. My body was there, my family was there, but me as a human being, my soul, my identity was left in Puerto Rico. So, yes. (laughs) It was a cultural shock for you. It was a cultural shock and I needed some preparation. I needed to really understand and have some awareness that that change could be managed. And that's where I really understood that the mind, it's so powerful and we can decide if we want to feel belonging to a place or if we want to just decide to sit and, and wait and feel, you know, sad and, and alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can relate to that. I remember when I, I, I was living in Puerto Rico as well, you know that. And um, I needed to make a change. I knew it. I, I, at that moment, I'm, I mean, it was like a, a, this idea that came between, you know, in my two years and I was like, yes, I need to move. I need to get out. So it was something that I actually 
want it. So my husband, he got, he got a job here in Miami, Florida. And you could think, you know, well, from Puerto Rico to Miami, there's not much of a change because, you know, we still, you know, the, the tropics and, you know, you get the Hispanic culture here. But even though it, it was something that I wanted and I was moving to a place which made me feel very comfortable with, you know, with my culture, Oh my gosh, uh, I, I was blocked. I, I, there was a mental block for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, but tell me, how did you overcome your mental block? So first of all, it, it is, you need uh, to have a clarity moment. It could be five minutes, aha moment, or maybe to other, another people, it could take weeks, months, years. For me, after two years, one day, I had a beautiful conversation with a friend from Puerto Rico, and she asked me, what is stopping you for being who you are? Wow. And that was like, oh my God, she's so right. Wow. I'm behind this person that is not really me. Mm -hmm. So, so. For me, the first stage for opening up to a new experience and, and really getting rid of mm -hmm. that pressure and that uh, mental block, mm -hmm. it's to have that moment of clarity of who you are. It's to connect again mm -hmm. with your identity. It's to connect again with your inner self. It's to really be grateful for where you are and all the beautiful and, and awesome things mm -hmm. that you can design and create if you decide to have the mindset to do it. So wow. that question was uh, a moment of truth. <laughs> wow. Now, can, can I ask you, uh, can you give us some insight on, on that um, aspect of identity? Because I hear that it has become like a, a trendy word, you know, how to uh, find your identity, your true self. What does that mean to you and how did you find your true identity? So everyone is unique. So there's no other identity like me or like you, Minerva, everybody has their own combination. So for me, it's three things. First, my set of values. What it's important, what are my core values as a, as a human being? Second, my mission. And third, my purpose. So even though uh, there's some similarities between mission and purpose, when you really sit down and, and you uh, study what really means uh, you can create, because the thing is that Minerva, many people think that they need to wait for something come from the, you know, from the clouds, from like one day you're gonna be shocked and okay. Yeah, like a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah, something, you know, extraordinary. And what I learned during, after that question, I started researching, I started educating myself again. So everything in the past was not useful, useful anymore. I needed to reconnect with new information. New, not new information, actually new, my set of values in that new environment. What was important for me in that precise moment 
with my family, with my, my job, my business. So um, mission, you can create, you can design. You, it doesn't have to be a long-term mission. You can decide this is going to be my mission, how I'm going to serve, why I, I want to serve, what I want to do with my life. Why right. am I here? It could right. be so many things. We are, we are different. We are unique. So we can create our unique mission and purpose. Right. Right. So and we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose. Exactly. So the purpose is like the long term. It's the, the eternal question. Why I'm here. And my mission for me is how I'm going to play it alone. How I'm going to you know, live it every day. What is going to be my intention every day as soon as I open my eyes and I'm grateful for a new day? Nice. Very nice. Thank you. Now, um, you know that we want to focus today on how to embrace the change and be courageous. You and I, we have, let's put it that way, we have been blessed <laughs> with the experience of embracing different changes in our <laughs> lives. And um, in your case, what kind of change, I mean, I know that you already said that you moved from, from Puerto Rico to here, mm -hmm. but the most minimal, uh, meaningful change in your life, how did you embrace that change? How can we embrace our change? Uh, and how can we be courageous about it? First, it is to acknowledge, Minerva, that there are two big forces in in our life it mm. could be fear or it could be love or it's both so yes. the first decision is how do you want to live do you want to live loving and being you know joyful or do you want to live by fear and fearful so um for me to embrace change first i needed to take a make a decision so i'm gonna be courageous and follow and decide to continue loving my my different stages of life or am I gonna be fearful and not being courageous to open to new experiences so mm -hmm. that's like baseline it could be love or it could be fear wow you know that um you're, you're saying that right now, and the very first thing that came up to my mind is that um, I was facing this particular moment, just like everybody else that they face, you know, different, you know, challenging moments. And this particular moment in my life, I was like in between, like, do I do this or do I do that? But it was one or the other, period. I, there were only two decisions at that moment. And I think that uh, I was feeling exactly that. Uh, one of them was based on fear and the other one was based out of love. And it wasn't until I saw my granddaughter for the first time that mm. boom, that, that love that I felt immediately, a, a love that came from a baby because, I mean, when you see a baby for a first time, 
what does what does it happen at that moment? I mean, the baby, you, the baby's not loving you because you don't. The baby doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. But then again, how do you know if you love that baby if you have never seen that baby? It is such a um, an, an amazing kind of energy. Love is absolutely amazing, pure energy right there. The the good one, of course. And it wasn't until I saw my granddaughter for the first time. That I was like, yes, now I know what to do. It gave me gave me the strength and mm-hmm. it gave me the courage to make the right decision in my life. Isn't that amazing? What a baby can do, what love can do. It's, it's pure love. And the thing is that, well, this is a beautiful example of loving another human being that you you just know by a couple of minutes. So why sometimes we don't love ourselves with the same strength and that same pure love that you were able to to feel and 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 to generate when you saw your first grandchild isn't that amazing i'm telling you the the more i think about it is like wow that was a, a great aha moment in my life so what um so we have we, we can choose we can make decisions out of uh, fear or out of love. Um, I already shared with the audience how I found my courage, but is there any other way that we can find courage? Another strategy that you can share with us? Self awareness. So uh, as soon as we have this aha moment, that consciousness that we want to change our uh, route. We want to transform what we are feeling. For me, my first first step was to forgive myself out of love. So if I love me, I'm going to forgive these two years that I was on another mental state, that I was blocked on other limitation. This doesn't matter. That's on the past, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, second step. I have to do a self-awareness recognition of who I am and what I want to do. Sometimes we as adults and we are not used to be assessing or like researching what are we capable of. We make a lot of decisions based on what other people perceive, maybe our partner, our children, uh, our colleagues, our boss. So, So to stop and really get to know yourself before starting to make decisions based on that new knowledge Right. makes the decision easier because then you are going to recognize that areas that you really want new habits, new knowledge. You want to activate mm-hmm. that experience of doing something different, right? right. Uh, so, so first, it's the aha moment. Okay, I'm ready to change um, from love meaning that we are going to forgive ourselves for that time that we were not ourselves. Right. Second, go and do an inner research and inner analysis and inner assessment of our values, our, what is the lifestyle that we want to mm-hmm. have from that day on 
who are the people that we want to have near us that we want they to influence us and mm -hmm. we want to influence them so right. you see it's it's couple of different uh, in your environment it's you how other people how you're gonna be treating or other people or attracting other kind of people your lifestyle uh, so it's a holistic new view of who you are and who do you want to be wow that that is so true it is all about that it is all about that now um I know that you, we have to love ourselves first and we have to identify, uh, you know, the, the things that we want in life and our purpose. But how about if we don't even know how to identify the talents or the, the things that are, we, we are good at? How can we get to that point of identifying our unique talents? So one of my best exercise and i love it because people really uh, engage when i ask them to list what were the ten your 10 favorite things that you did when you were a child mm. okay. so we go back that's mostly the only moment that I, that i like during a, a process of transformation to go back because right. remember, we, we already uh, forgave ourselves. So now it's, it's more about clarity. It's about really connecting what with those activities and, and people or service, what was it that excited you when you were 10, when you were a teenager? What was like your dream of becoming as an adult? So when you stop and you go back to those memories, those emotions, Minerva, it's, it's magical. Immediately, you can decide, oh my God, I wanted to teach. Yes. Oh my God, I wanted to, I don't know, I love flowers and I, I, I wanted to be a, a gardener. You uh, know, yes. it's, it's thoughts that we can now as an adult decide how can we redesign our adult life, our lifestyle based on those really pure connections to ourselves. Oh yeah, I agree with you 200% on that one. I don't know if you follow Dr. Bruce Lipton. I, I love, I love um, uh, everything that, um, that he has written and all his uh, research uh, about that, about um, that when you are a child, um, from the time, from the moment that you are in your mother's womb till the moment that you turn six or seven, I believe it is, you come with that mind in, I mean, like ready to learn and, and ready to, you know, to, to become a, a person, you know, well, you're a person already, but to, to become this, this unique, uh, amazing person, let's put it that way, mm -hmm. or adult mm -hmm. in the future. Now, the thing is that once uh, that stage goes away, whatever you learn during that stage is what you're going to practice and you're, you're going to manifest in the future. Now, if whatever you learn was a bad thing, then you're going to practice the wrong thing. So I remember when I was a, a, a little girl, I used to practice uh, 
ballet and I always saw myself dancing. It's not that I'm a dancer right now. I just use it right now to, um, uh, to release my stress because I was having so much fun when I was a child mm. while I was dancing. That is a way for me to channel the stress. However, I remember that I used to uh, play like I was a doctor. And that is one of the things, I'm not a doctor right now either. I never became a doctor. <laughs> I guess that is one of my frustrations. <laughs> no, just kidding. But the thing is that right now, what I'm doing through um, this podcast and what I'm doing through the services that I offer as a nutrition, uh, nutrition coach is that I, I bring to you the tools so you can heal your body, heal your mind, and heal your future and heal your relationships uh, mm -hmm. with everybody, especially with yourself. So... You know, while I was in, in that um, transition uh, to find what I, what I wanted to do in the future, I did that exercise without knowing that it was the right exercise. And then I, I, I saw myself while I was a child doing all these things, you know, uh, healing, you know, my, my cat, healing my dog. <laughs> uh -huh, exactly. And um, so, you know, uh, we are here in this universe to be happy, to have fun, to enjoy life. Uh, and we have the will to create what we want. So basically, uh, when we feel that we don't know who we are, that we feel lost, we have mental blocks, going back to that period where you didn't have, you didn't ask, nobody about what do you like you decided by yours okay this is fun for me i'm gonna do this uh, so connecting to that emotions and to that joy really what opens its clarity to embrace and to be vulnerable yes. for change yes and i love that word because now we are uh, in, in the conversation about well-being. Uh, it could be spiritual. It could be a mental uh, wellness. Everything mm -hmm. right now is connected to understand vulnerability and mm -hmm. that it hurts uh, and that it's, you feel fear when you decide to be vulnerable. Um, mm -hmm. But the rewards are immediate. You having the vulnerability to stand in a stage and maybe do your first public speaking takes courage. And as soon as you get down, you feel completely different. You are so satisfied with yourself just for stepping up and moving forward and making that decision. Just making that decision makes another another spark in your life it's fun yes absolutely so talking about decisions i know that uh, i have uh, a lot of professional women in our audience mm -hmm. and you had to make a tough decision when you had to change careers um tell me about that decision what was the most difficult part uh for you to make that decision 
women tend to feel that they need to do everything by themselves, uh, that they are super woman, and we usually don't like to ask for help. So when you are transitioning or from, for example, from a job, from corporate to be an entrepreneur, moving from one city to another, from one country to another, uh, the first fear is that how I'm going to do everything by myself, right? Mm -hmm. So um, my, my recommendation mm -hmm. is, again, slow back, you know, take it easy and, and ask your inner self for your best intuition and what is best for you. If that is something that you don't feel comfortable because you don't have maybe the practice of talking to yourself, <laughs> actually, right. uh, my recommendation is to journal. When we right. write our fears, when we ask ourselves and then we write, the questions are like they flow because we have all the answers that we need. Right. The thing is that we are not used to ask, to ask ourselves. Maybe in your audience, there's people that, I, that can say or think, like me, I like to say, I don't ask God, the universe. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so yes, we can do a lot of things by ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. But to really be more emotional intelligent and make better decisions, it's good to ask, it's good to journal, and, and trust your intuition. Absolutely. I love journaling. As a matter of fact, um, when I look back to everything that I have written, I, I can see the progress in my life and I can see, wow, uh, although um, I am not where I want to be, but I thank God that I am not where I used to be. So it makes me very happy and it gives me even more courage to keep going. It's amazing. I, I highly recommend journaling. It is a great exercise. Now, what are you focused on right now in your life and your career, Magda? Tell us. <laughs> so... Well, right now I'm I'm extremely I'm very happy with everything that is going on around me and my 2020 goals really is to get to know more this Anglo market to expand my my services my speaking I I want to inspire more women here um, it could be let's say Miami for a start. Um, but for me, my mantra, the thing that really gets me on every day is that I want to inspire, ignite, and impact one person a day. That's wonderful. So, yes, uh, my goal is to continue that, that motivation, that um, driver of service, of changing uh, helping people to really transform where they are and where they want to be. Um, and just by trusting themselves, just by connecting to that identity. We have uh, right now a lot of resources and tools to really get people 
uh, aware of their talents, what they are good at. Um, but there's homework that you need to do by yourself. And I think that that's the most difficult part because it's easier to hear another person saying you can do this, you are good at this. Absolutely. Um, but to be vulnerable is to really look inside uh, and decide by yourself what really is going to make you feel happy, comfortable, successful. So, yes. That's my goal for 2020. Wow. And I know that you travel a lot because every time that I wanted to connect with you, you were somewhere else. (laughs) And that is awesome. I applaud you for that because I know that you have all this kind of energy and it's amazing. You stay active and you stay healthy and obviously you stay, stay very happy. So give us your secrets to stay happy, to stay healthy, and to stay active. What do you do? So before uh, giving you my secrets, uh, I wanted to acknowledge that one of the most amazing things that happened, uh, many doors for me in terms of my professional uh, life, is that when I after those two years that I had my aha moment and I decided that I wanted another Magda and and to get rid of the mental blocks and the limitations, one of the things that I decided in that moment was that during the the past, those years before that specific uh, aha moment, I was serving as a transactional HR expert. And that really didn't excite me anymore. So part of my my change, my openness to new experiences and and a new journey in my career, it was really to change what I wanted, how I wanted to serve. So I decided I want to be a transformational leader. I don't want to be focused on processes and transactional uh, services I want to offer transformational services so right. that change immediately because connected with the identity that I decided to have uh, opened a lot of doors uh, during that time of redesigning myself I created mm-hmm. new habits uh, we okay. need routines in order being healthy mentally spiritual and emotional it's it's a daily routine it's not about one day and then uh two weeks after forget about everything and and start all over again absolutely so yes so basically what i do for the last two three years i've been very constant with my morning routines my morning it's the most important time of my day of my of really connected with the intention not for 2020 for today for today for today so in terms of my health uh i drink water water is the best (laughs) thing that we can have to to activate our mind our energy our stamina so i drink water 
first right. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Then I meditate. I love to have guided meditation. Uh, okay. Really gets me into that uh, mindset of being joyful and being uh, very grateful for the day mm -hmm. and the opportunities of igniting, inspiring, or impacting one person uh, every day. And then is my, I do a workout. If I can work out and I have a lot of work, then I go to my computer, but mm -hmm. not before meditation and water. At this right. moment, I haven't touched my cell phone. Mm, I can, well, I don't know if I'm, I'm allowed, but I'm going to say it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't open your eyes. Welcome right. a new day and get, you right. know, all these emails are yeah. noises, are things that people expect from you, mm -hmm. are things that they want you to do. Right. When actually you're starting your day and you are in your uh, uh, power and you need to decide this is my time. So I decide when I'm going to be available for the world. So first, love yourself, mm -hmm. take care of yourself, of your spirit, your emotion, your mindset, and then you open the door to other people. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And let me tell you, sometimes uh, the word routine, I had the wrong mindset on that one, because for me, the word routine, it would mean boring to do something mm -hmm. repetitive and I would get bored about it. But let me tell you, ever, ever since I started having a routine is when I feel in more control. Because now it's not the emails that are controlling me. It's not whatever comment I have on Instagram or Facebook mm -hmm. that has control over me. Now I have total control of my mornings and the rest of the day because it's in that very moment of the morning that I set the tone for the rest of the day by doing my meditation and doing a micro workout. I do a micro workout in the morning. That's, I, I don't do a full workout and it works for me. It is my routine. And of course, you know, my supplements and I don't have uh, breakfast uh, before 10 a.m. in the morning. I have breakfast after 10. So I don't even eat. I, I, I don't even bother with that. The food doesn't have control over me anymore. Mm -hmm. Now I have, to, I set the tone for everything in my life. Thanks for that same strategy that you are sharing with us. Oh my gosh, man. Thank you so much. These are great strategies. I mean, friends, I mean, you, I mean, we have shared with you everything that you need, at least to start, to begin, to, to have control of your life and, you know, to create that change and to embrace the change and to be courageous. Like mm -hmm. that, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your knowledge and your tips. How can an, an, our audience uh, contact you? Best way to contact me is through my LinkedIn, uh, Magda Vargas Baro. Uh, uh, also, I have an Instagram, Magda Vargas Enterprises, or you can call me or text me 787-223-4088. That's awesome. And I'm going to put all that description in the description box. So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot easier for our audience. Now, um, friends, 
I mean, this is something that you know that I'm always working for, uh, getting exciting guests just like Magda with creative tools and the strategy. So feel free to share this episode with your friends, your family, your contacts. And while you're there, make sure that you like and subscribe. And if you can take a minute of your time and write a review on iTunes, oh my gosh, I would highly, highly, highly appreciate that. So for now, friends, oh my gosh, I love you so much. I don't know you, but you know, I'm sending all my love to you. And remember, life is an adventure. Explore it, live it, love it. This is your host, Chef Minerva. Until next episode, God bless. Ciao. Thank you.